it 100% was like watching Mr. Bean. Dude, it's just like, like, if he stops it, it's like a fun, oh, good for him, Mr. Bean got one. But the rest of them, <laughs> you're like, yeah, Mr. Bean shouldn't be up there. How did it happen? When he a made that one save, events. when he made that one save in the second period where he kind of like fell on his belly and the puck got shot right into his glove and he was like, ah. I've got it. I was like, you are not in a position to do that right now. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just, I feel bad because I don't like dunking on someone, but I just, it seems like he must know that he shouldn't be there. I don't know. I've been on stage before and I know that I shouldn't be there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, nobody wants me here. What I'm doing is bad. And everyone who paid money to be here is upset. So I can't imagine what that's like for that many people. Cause like, usually when I have a show like that, it's like 40 people most. <sighs> and the arena was full tonight. I think it was the first time, right. With, with full capacity uh, in yeah, a few months, I guess. It's pretty rough. It's all bad. It goes, talk about your team. That sounds nice. Good for you guys. What a lovely, <laughs> what a lovely time you're having. What a lovely <laughs> treat. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it hasn't exactly been a lovely time this year hey, man. up until now. It's been yeah. been a bit of we a... We haven't exactly had a good season either. It started so strong and then got brutally depressing. So I, I think one thing that I did want to say, though, is I felt like with the Habs, people do tend to underestimate them. Like, there's absolutely no reason why you should be starting Mike Smith against the Habs. It's a Saturday night. It's at home. You should be starting your better goaltender there. But I think one of the things with the Habs is that they've kind of figured out how to capitalize on any kind of weakness and starting the wrong people is like, I'm just going to count that as an overall, like the Canadians have been impressing me of late uh, with the fact that, you know, they'll have like a disastrous stretch or they'll be really bad in the neutral zone like they were tonight, but then they'll recover really well. And they'll like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever mistake the opponent makes, whatever giveaway, what they're, they're pouncing on that. And like, honestly, like if you're showing up in Edmonton, and seeing the way Mike Smith started that game and you're not smelling blood, then there's something wrong with you. So like, I feel like as a Habs fan, that makes me feel a little bit more confident about the direction that they're going in. But I also, I did not expect it to be five, two, right. I did not expect it to be this way. I thought it would be hard fought. I thought it would be, uh, you know, an overtime game or maybe a shootout. I also was very, very nervous about Semyon Montembeau who had a really rough night against Winnipeg. Like that was, that was, abysmal um and he recovered pretty well i would say i think uh you know he wasn't tested all that much he was he wasn't tested as much as i thought he would be um that's another thing where like if you're edmonton and you see him in goal after that performance he had a couple of nights ago you throw everything at him and i didn't see a whole lot of that so i feel like there's like a lot of things that just kind of went the canadians way but i do want to give them credit because this is a good few games that I'm seeing from them. Like the, the effort has been there. The players who are supposed to be getting better are getting better. Like Nick Suzuki was phenomenal tonight. Like Cole Caulfield had, I think it was, I think officially two points, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say, I, I don't know how many of them were called back. Um, <laughs> it's but it was, true. Who, who can right? tell how many points anybody has when you got multiple goals called back. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> Exactly. So like, I do like, I want to give the Habs credit. Like we've criticized them so much this season that like, I really do want to praise them where praises do. And I think, you know, it's it, like even Brett Kulak, Brett Kulak has quietly been good all season. Like he's one of those people that you really never notice. Um, and we talk a lot about how Ben Sherratt right now is one of the hot names in the trade market. Actually, 
actually look for Edmonton to pick him up. He seems like the, you know, he seems like the kind of guy that Edmonton would love to get their hands on. But, you know, like he's, the, he's like the bigger name, right? And he's going to fetch a bigger return than Brett Kulak. But Brett Kulak has so much more value. Like whichever team gets Brett Kulak is going to be so much happier. He's one of those like, like one of those guys that like you're never going to like see a lot of praise for, but his underlying numbers are very solid. He's the kind of guy where like you need him to, to win. You need him to play well defensively. And I thought he's been doing really well. Like literally the only Canadian I can't figure out is Yoel Armia. He's the only one who hasn't gotten better under Martin St. Louis. Yeah. And unfortunately, Yoel Armia had one of his very, very rare points taken away on that Laurent Dauphin goal. Right. And <laughs> I feel like of the all the reviews, I think that's the one that I agree with because the puck came out of the zone. Like it was close, but it wasn't that close. Like that's the one where I'm like, yes, they got the right call for sure. I kind of agree that it, it should have been reviewed. It's like the goalie interference one is the one that sticks out the most for me. And the Suzuki one is one of those ones where like, I understand that it's the right call, but my philosophy of the game is that it's very stupid that we obsess over like competitive line crossing and like synchronizing that <laughs> instead of like when you clear the zone on the arm, the uh, Laurent Dolphangle, that is a hundred percent where offside should come into play. But right. I, absolutely. I can't get down with the competitive line crossing thing. I mean, I feel like every time you have a, a goal called back on your team, who's offside, you're like, hooray. Uh, but the rest of the time you're like, boo, this is real stupid. And we all agree. Like, I feel like the only time we're all on board with this, like, all right, but this was really fucking good for me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. 100%. I, I got a DM here from uh, everybody's friend, Avery Lewis McDougal. Just in all caps, awful, awful, awful. <laughs> so he's he's not feeling it tonight. Uh, Oilers he was there. Avery. Honestly, I knew the second I agreed to do this that we would lose. Like, I was like, this is, I have abysmal luck. This is like, I'm, like, it's par for the course for the entire week. I'm having a <laughs> fucking course. Sorry. Am I allowed to say that? Yes. Yes, you can. Great. Cool. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a few out of the way. I mean, it's Saturday night. I'm going to drop some F-bombs. I'm, it's not, if I'm not writing for ch- children's television, it's all swears. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I will say like uh, getting back to the, the Habs a little bit. I feel like this game, as much as he's had a great stretch here, Nick Suzuki, this game was like, I'm a badass motherfucker game. Like, yeah. this felt like playoff like Nick Suzuki when he got that goal called back. And then he was like, I'll just do the exact, do the exact same, same thing, thing, again. thing again. Like, literally the exact same goal. That's some yeah, superstar that was, that stuff. Was honestly, pretty fucking sexy. I'm like, the fact that you can pull that off, the fact that you have the confidence to pull that off at your age, that player is going to, he's going to be good going forward. You know, that guy is going to be a beast for your team for a while that's super exciting we do love Nick Suzuki in this market it's definitely one of those things where it's like sometimes I'll like be like we've got a player like that on this team and he's still really young like he's gonna be around for so long and it's, it's just it's so exciting because there are very few players as as a Canadians fan that kind of that there are that are in this market that you fall in love with like that and then they don't get traded away and break and your heart breaks right like that like this guy's gonna be a superstar and it's not even like Cole Caulfield to me is icing on the cake it's like Nick Suzuki is the real star of the show because one of the things that like 
he's so young right now and he's playing at an elite level. Like just imagine him entering his prime. Like I can't, like I, I want to pinch myself and it's, it's just, it's so exciting. And it's, it's been a long time since I've been excited about a Montreal Canadiens player like this. Yeah. I feel like for, that's nice. it's like maybe Subban. Yeah. That's exactly who I was talking about with the train and the, and the broken heart. Yeah. Like it's absolutely <laughs> Subban. <laughs> I was talking about the excitement half, but yes, that the, the trade in the heart. I knew that's what you were getting at as well with the, heartbreak yeah suzuki fantastic uh up to 40 points on the season now in this crazy ass season for the montreal canadians he's now on pace for 59 points not bad i think he's gonna beat that just based on how they're played under st louis like the first half of the season was such an offensive black hole for everyone on the roster it's everybody's doing better now except for yoel armia or yellow yoel armia fun fact i think i bought this poster in Montreal the day Subban was traded. It's the Victor, the JFL Gremlin. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. So it's really fun. It's signed by the artist. And I remember being in the cab, like taking it back. And the cab driver was going off about that. <laughs> and I was like, man, I just had this Taylor Hall thing happen. So I don't give one single fuck about what you're talking about right now, man. Like, yeah, your thing sucks, but my thing is objectively worse. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely objectively worse. I remember also, going the in. The fact that we didn't, the fact that you guys didn't get Hall and we didn't get Subban was the worst part of that. That was the rumor, right? It was like Hall for Subban was the thing that was going out there. And I remember specifically the Hall trade went down and I was like, ha, all those people who were saying Hall for Subban, stupid. That trade's never going to happen. And then it was like two minutes later, Nick Kiprios was like, uh, PK Subban's been traded to the Nashville Predators. <laughs> like, fuck. For an albatross contract, I, I love Shea Weber, but that was that was that was a terrible contract. And like the, the it was like my I was reveling in the trade was one for one, right? And my friend called me and he was like, "Well, I just had to break the news to his then fiance, uh, PK Subban has been traded from Montreal." I was like, "I thought he was joking." Like I literally, I was like, "What is wrong with you? This is so cruel." <laughs> Turns out it was real. I mean, that was that's the time where Schadenfreude gets you. I feel like. Yeah, like everyone was like, ha, 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 what? <laughs> Don't enjoy was, things too much. Yeah, I never really wish, get too high. Yeah, I really wish in that exact moment also the Leafs had just biffed it too, just so everyone was suffering at the same <laughs> time. Mean, they've biffed they it in every moment it, since, but... right? Yeah. Like, they, they don't give us a lack of opportunities to laugh. The, the Leafs, no, as they always, are, are the main character. The, if Mike Smith was the the Rowan Atkinson Mr. Bean tonight, I feel like the Leafs are perennially the Mr. Bean of hockey, where you're yes. just like, what's happening? This is comically insane. Right. And they lost and to the like, Canucks, by the way, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, like, I can't, I can't really talk that much smack because I have a team that's like, anytime they should win a game, they're going to lose. They're going to lose to the Jets, a garbage team in playoffs. They're going to lose to the Blackhawks, a garbage team in playoffs. Like, uh, if a team, I feel like whenever the team is great, the Oilers show up. And whenever a team is, they, they should beat a team, they they show up sleepy and hungover and they don't care. Uh, yeah. And I, 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 I don't understand where that attitude comes from. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of team where like at the end of the year when they like either they, they bounce out in the first round or they don't make the playoffs, all of the mainstream hockey discourse is this team never looked right. 
there was just always there yeah. was something missing. It it never looked right. They it was you know they had good they had good players. There were a couple of stars, right? But it never looked right. I love when people say like it never looked right, and it's like it's literally like a problem where like they just need better defensemen or better I goaltending. Hate hindsight media, it's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Where I was like, I've always said the Oilers are trash. I'm like, really? Because I can go back through your columns where you're like, is Mike Smith the best goalie of all time? <laughs> I'm sure we can find one if we looked it up right now. Honestly, they're like, and look, I have tenderness in my heart for Mike Smith just for that goalie fight a few seasons back. Like that goalie fight lives in my brain top shelf. If you're going to fight Cam Talbot, what a, what a blessing. You switch teams and then you probably fight. Uh, what a beautiful gift. But yes. go, go home when you're not good. <laughs> go home. Just go home. Isn't he like 41 at this point? He's 39 turning 40, which my joke tonight on Twitter was, I don't know if we should sign, we should have signed a goalie who qualified for AstraZeneca. Like, (laughs) it's just, I mean, like, no, like, no shade. Like, I'm 33. My knees are also gone. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Like, but I'm not trying to do something athletic. I'm just trying to make it through spin class and I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's fair. Like, and that was the thing too, is that like, for me, the decision where you, where you sign Mike Smith is like, is he going to be a backup? Actually? No, you're going to, you're going to pay not a whole lot of money for him, but you're going to play him like a starter. Like that to me just did not make sense. Right. And, and, and to, he signed for another year after this is the crazy part. It was just like, I mean, but also the, the Shirelli's last contract was Koskinen, which was a fucking ludicrous contract that made me, <laughs> I was having such like a true meltdown. It's like, great, burn it down. Trade McDavid. I guess this is like, what are we doing right now? Like the day he was fired. <laughs> Huh? Like he he signed that contract like the day before he was. Yeah, fired and then he was too. fired like during the next game because they were chanting "fire Shirelli" so loudly, and I was like not watching that game because I couldn't, and I was just drunk at a bar, and I remember everyone be like, "Hey, Alice, Shirelli got fired," and I was like, "You're you're messing with me. Like dreams never come true for me, a simple <laughs> girl who never has anything good happen to her ever. My life is misery every day." Since 2006 is a goddamn misery. <laughs> I peaked at 17 and now I just have to be sad, I guess. I was born <laughs> when the Edmonton Oilers were Stanley Cup champions and I can't die until they are champions again. And I long for death. <laughs> oh my so God. Is it even like the worst part that the Oilers' best goaltender they sent down? Yeah, that's the worst because I like Skinner, and I think if we gave him minutes, I think he would be coming up. Um, I don't know what I don't. I, I honestly, I don't understand this team sometimes because it just seems like, and I'm sure you guys have a similar thing where you hate to, you know, that there's things that you don't know on the outside. But looking at it from the outside, it seems massively clear. And then they do the thing that you've been yelling to do, like fire the coach, bring this person up, send that person down, deal with Jesse Pugliarvi. Like they do the thing and then things get better. And you're like, am I a genius or is everyone working here so dumb? It's a bit of both. I might be the smartest person. I don't know. I mean, anyway, yum, yum, yum. That's like one of those things where I'm like, how much more could 
Jay Woodcroft have done tonight to secure the bag? Probably got pull two out, goals. Pull yeah, like. like But I am, and you guys have also all season. You you sit there and you go, something has to change, and it just it feels like in the NHL, especially when a team has this idea of like we do things the old school way. It means we do things poorly and hope it works <laughs> out. And when it works out, like you guys make it a Stanley Cup uh, finals, hooray! But then they don't do anything to make sure that that is a continuing success. And then you lose the piece that was obviously most important in that success. And what do you have? I just, I feel like old hockey people need to, to either figure some shit out or get the fuck out of the sport. Cause they just always biff it. Like yeah. if I was in charge of the NHL, like everybody would have to be like a new person, right? Like you can't have like a former GM have more than two tours in the NHL. You can't like you were a GM and you failed with one team. You get one more chance max. And that's only if you don't have any skeletons in your closet, you covered up. Like it's insane to me that like coaches that, that, that failed with teams come back. Like Michelle Therrien failed with a team that literally, as soon as they switched him out, literally won the Stanley cup, like mere weeks later. And then the Canadians hired him and teams continue to hire him. It's insane to me. Like all that kind of stuff like working just, in the nhl seems like if you get in it's a job that like even if you lose your job it's really you take a couple months off and then you get brought into another job even though why wouldn't someone else get a new shot why wouldn't new voices be heard why wouldn't we try something different i, <laughs> I don't understand it's always a retread and it's also sometimes like it's like it's it's somebody that's been there for a long time but what have they proven right like if you're a coach in the ahl for very many years and it's taken you 30 years to break into the nhl like it's insane. Sorry, I meant coach in the AHL for 30 years. And then, you know, like I get I get so annoyed with these things. They drive me insane. Just bring in some new blood, at least bring in new consultants, bring in new ideas, people. If you want to put the same people in place, bring in new ideas, people. And and that was one of the things where like with Martin St. Louis, as soon as that happened, I was like, this is insane. Like, this is just nuts. But just on the fact that they picked a guy that like had not coached before that didn't have an NHL job before. I was like, you know what? I'm going to root for this because I want more new and crazy things to happen. Like I would have liked to see, you know, a more diverse hiring pool, but the fact that this is working out right now makes me so happy. Like just take a chance on new people, different people, people with ideas who might not necessarily have the traditional experience. And I don't know. I, I really, sorry, there are people in like high level jobs who have been in those high level jobs since the sport was basically a different sport. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. if you were if you were in the sport when you could like jerseying was still a tactic, I don't know <laughs> if you you're really built for this. Right. And you're not winning in 2022 with 2003 hockey. Like it's not happening. Well, and I think that's like I've you talk all, all the time about how media views the game, right? And you look at uh, people who say like, "Oh, like th- this guy's not a first-line center, or a first-line player." And you look at who is saying these kinds of things in media. And what kind of hockey did they watch growing up? Almost everyone in the current Canadian media media landscape, their time where hockey was like what they fell in love with was like 80s. Right. So they're like, oh, yeah, of course, this guy sucks. He's only like a 70 point player. That's not a first line player. It's like that's like a, a star player in the NHL today. Nobody scores 170 points except for like maybe McDavid in like the modern NHL, like it just doesn't really happen. Like there's no understanding that the game has changed drastically. 
And well, that extends past media into management. And why, to that point, why is I Dale Talon? I mean, he's not anymore, but why was Dale Talon given a bajillion more chances after letting multiple restricted free agents become unrestricted in Chicago? <laughs> My frustration right now is I feel like the Oilers desperately want to be the run and gun 80s Oilers. And like, look, it's all fun and games to have a 7 6 goal game, but like, you that's not how shit works anymore my man you can't be like oh it doesn't matter a goalie just has to stop six goals like what i don't understand i don't understand we're literally trying to play hockey in the 80s and that's not how it is anymore and slash we don't have a enforcer. we don't have a samanko to protect mcdavid and mcdavid routinely gets mugged and like we do not get fair penalties on that like it's just so sad all the time <laughs> The McDavid penalty calling thing is extremely stupid. I mean, watching that in playoffs last year, I was having a true mental breakdown. And I have a friend, a very dear friend who was a Jets fan. who's was like, oh, there's missed calls on both sides. I'm like, okay, man, if your bike gets stolen and my Miata gets stolen, you're being like, well, we both had bets today. Shut up. <laughs> Go to prison and think about what you just said to me, you idiot. <laughs> That whole series, McDavid had players as backpacks, like the entire time. It was ridiculous. And they were like, and there was not a single call on him. Uh, 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 uh. And I get it, like, let them play the game. But I'm like, if you can just like, punt, like, if you can just stab Connor McDavid and not get a penalty, what you're going to do it. Like, why wouldn't you? Right. And then you're going to try two stabs next time. Like, it's insane. And I hate that people are like, well, it's a different game in playoffs. I'm like, then have different rules. Like, then just make the rules uniform. Because right now there are no, it's a lawless wasteland where sometimes someone will be like, this is a penalty. And other times they'll be like, nah, let them stab him with the skates. See what happens. Just for fun, let's see what happens. Just Look, I promise I would get in one on stream and I'm getting in one. <laughs> Well, stab, we don't a little stab spoilers. on McDavid, just as a treat, you know? Just, just, a, just little. a little, just a little. Like he'll stab. bleed out on the ice, just a little bit. A, just li- a little, little stab. Bit. Is it so bad to give a baby stab, like a little meow, meow, meow? Not <laughs> even a real one, just like a tiny slap. Just, just well, like a little blood. Only yeah. a little. Oh, God. What about the sport? Why, why, why aren't I just like super into like fucking soccer or some shit? <laughs> Damn it. Because we don't give I mean, the, the women is, that are actually entertaining a league to play in. That's why. But like the thing is, I am a first generation Canadian, and like my whole family is just Glasgow Celtic fan, and that seems like a very happy life. Why? Why aren't I a Glasgow Celtic fan? Why don't I have a happy life? Why did my parents move me to Edmonton as a child? Why do they <laughs> do this? Why did they move me to Boston? I would be so good at being a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so good at being a Boston pooper, like, like, yeah, pop the cat and have a yacht. Like, I'm so good at that. I can't say that. I'm a Red Sox fan at this point. Oh, man. It was funny. Like, you mentioned being happy. We actually, like, not to go too behind the scenes, but uh, Laura and I went out last night with uh, Julian McKenzie and Mark Dumont, who works with the Canadians. We were talking about uh, just the, Right now, Habs Twitter in general is like the happiest we've seen it in a very long time. 
like even more so than last year's playoff run. Cause last year's playoff run, there were still people who were like, Oh, this, this is going to hurt the draft pick. You know, like they're, they're not good. So it's, we need to not go this far. We need to go out earlier. And, but right now people have kind of realized that they've gotten the best of every possible world over the last year. They got their miracle Stanley cup final run the crappy management team that was relying on luck to get them there in the first place. And they kind of like, gone. yeah, it's gone. They got fired because they made so many bad decisions. So now they're getting a full rebuild with like a progressive group in charge. And now they have a coach that seems to have like the I incredible clout that almost nobody else has in the league for some reason. Like everybody loves Martin St. Louis so much. And the kids who've been, you know, like terrible all season long, all of a sudden are super exciting to watch. Like everything's coming up roses, and we were—I was kind of making fun of the Leafs because the Leafs because are the Leafs. a legitimately good team, a possible Stanley Cup contender, and yet they're going to have to face Tampa Bay or Florida in the first round, and that fan base is fucking miserable. It's yet, eating here, itself right now. Yeah, here the thirty-first place team, all the fans are like, just yeah, <laughs> absolutely loving it. <laughs> so it My, it's just uh... really funny to see the perspective changes. On like a few little things changing and hope. My grandparents uh, are Leafs fans. My grandmother and my grandfather before he died. And I remember him saying to me as a child, I can't die until the Leafs win the cup again. Because he immigrated here the last year they ever won. And then he just died a sad man. So that's how I feel about the Leafs as a fan fandom. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't die. Until he's like, nah, I give up. <laughs> Done. I, I have to wait too long. To wait too long of a wait immigrated here for a hockey team and then they sucked ass my entire rest of my life <laughs> and uh i did want to talk about one other thing from the game because i feel like there's actually lots to talk about from this game but we're having too much fun but the call sorry. on <laughs> that's all right the uh the call on brendan gallagher where he slashed the guy's stick you can't from... have your stick on the ice if you're sitting on the bench what the hell is that i'm gonna start tearing I my hair out it was like one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, he shouldn't have done that. But also, like, it's funny. You can't do that either. It's like if like, it was coincidental like, minors, I think I'd be like, okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. That should have. That was like, I don't know about that. But it's like they didn't see the one thing. They it's like a classic call of like they didn't see the reason they did this thing. I'm like you didn't ask where the stick came from. If you asked, how did you even get that stick? Yeah, seriously. Everybody yeah. on the ice has a stick, and they're like, uh. Who did he slash? They weren't looking, so they probably thought he just like grabbed somebody's stick from the bench and yeeted it, which is such a fun. <laughs> if he had done that, that's the funny thing. It would be so funny. Doing. Corey Perry's done that before, hasn't he? He scored with it someone's stick like that Corey he stole, Perry. I think. Fuck Corey Perry. Yes. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about Corey Perry. That was a phase in my life that I don't want to look back on. Oh, <laughs> last, last year. a parody of We Don't Talk About Bruno to We Don't Talk About Perry. <laughs> I would love that. And I'm sure all of the children in the world would love it. Oh, um, my God. But yeah, like a couple of years ago in the playoffs, I think it was the playoffs. Was it a Sharks player that scored a goal or assisted on a goal while he was sitting on the bench? Like, yeah, Ryan Klo. I'm pretty right. sure. It was, it, it, uh, I think it was like against the LA Kings the year that the Sharks won the series. The reverse in the first round. Yeah, the reverse sweep. And the Kings. The fans sweetest went nuts. sweep of all, honestly. 
Yeah. I've only, I feel like you never enjoy them, but I don't know. The last time I could think of actually having one was the Jays in 2015. We were like, what a beautiful gift. Nothing is more enjoyable than having all your hope decimated and then winning. (laughs) Which is honestly my, like, I think my news, my, my sexual energy with men is just to like decimate them and then be like, but then I'll put you up. So. <laughs> that was a good year to be a Jays fan. That was a good <sighs> year to be a Jays fan. That I I I um I was shooting on a TV show for the first two games. And my dad had tickets, and so I couldn't go to the first two games. It's like, well, I have tickets for the third game, but they're not going to make it. And then I got to go to the bat flip. And anyone who was at that game who says they saw the bat flip is a goddamn liar, because no <laughs> one in my knew that the bat flip had happened. We didn't know what the fight was about. We had no idea because you watched the ball leave. Right. Yeah. If someone's like, I part. was at the game and I saw the bat flip, they're a liar. And you should <laughs> yell at them for lying to your face. I'm going to be looking <laughs> out for that now. I'm just going to like search it on Twitter. Bat flip. Yeah, people pretending like, they saw it. I've had people tell me, I'm like, no way you're at the game. Bullshit. First of all, everyone was on their feet. You cannot see home plate at this point. Like, yeah. you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> I was at the, um, there was a, the Red Sox game with the bullpen um, cop. With the, you, do you remember this against the Tigers? Yeah, I was yeah, there yeah, yeah. and like, I didn't see that shit. Like I knew what happened because everybody was excited, but like, I, I would be lying to you if I said that I saw what happened. Like it was after the game, we were like on Twitter, walking out of the game being like, what happened there with the like upside down bullpen? <laughs> like Nobody knows less what happened at a game than people who are at, who the, are game. at the game. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's too much fun. So you're like, why are these people fighting? I didn't see, but on TV, you heard the slur. And you're like, now I know. Exactly. <laughs> you're just, you're at the game yelling along with everyone. Like, heard the slur. We're definitely talking about hockey now. Mm-hmm. EIB, Dibe. Is it just hockey or is it all sports in general? Baby? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, even tennis. I'm, I'm sure it happens even in the gentleman's sport of tennis. Ah, uh, yes. The gentleman's sport. Anything that's a gentleman's sport is just like, it used it's to white be the people. white sport. Yes. Yeah, it it's, still it's is just the rich white, white for the most part, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, tennis is still pretty. I was thinking like golf as well gets described that way, right? And is slightly becoming less so, but yes, mostly still. Uh yeah. what else is I gonna Oh, the uh the so the uh, Gallagher thing with the stick. I had a few people message me and say, like, that's the worst penalty I've ever seen. And Surprisingly, I've seen a worse one in the NHL in the last couple of weeks. Did you guys see the play? I think it was a Canucks game where a guy got his stick slashed up from underneath, like coming around behind the net, and his stick flew through the air, hit somebody else in the face, and, and the he slash got the player got caught for high sticking. Yes. That ref should be fired. Like, not Maybe it was the same ref tonight. If it is... They really need to be fired right now. Do you ever wish sometimes when it was two minutes for slashing, it was like two minutes for like slash fictioning where like someone on the ice was just describing fucking the other player so intensely (laughs) that they got a penalty. Okay, Which player would be most likely to get that penalty? And why isn't Brad Marchand? It's It's absolutely Brad Marchand. It's a hundred percent. If he knew he could draw a penalty by like, describing fucking someone until they lost their shit he would do it just all game every every shift he adds another chapter oh my god (laughs) honestly 
kind of want to know what he would write. I feel like it'd be spicy. And I'm single. So give it to me, Brad Marchand. <laughs> Tell me your slash fiction. Oh, my God. I can't condone it. I can't go so far as to wish Brad Marchand on you. But up until there, I was with you. Like, I want to see it. Wanna I want to know what he think is what he would be like. This is really sexy. <laughs> like, don't you want to get in that brain just enough to be like, whoa, fuck. I didn't know it was going to go this direction. But will I ever be able to forget it is the question. No, it would haunt you till your dying day. But there you know, you just need to know. (laughs) Now some doors don't need to be opened. Andrew, I disagree. Open all the goddamn doors. I have OCD Um, (laughs) and I need the doors to be open. (laughs) But also make sure they're closed after. Yes, like like open doors. doors, Like when people close them. Yes, when people leave the door open, it drives me. Drives me up the wall. Um, my co-host from my show, Locked On Canadians, Andrew, you didn't mention it off the top, um, says that you're a riot. And I feel so lucky to be on this show with you. Yesterday, I was giving giving Andrew a little bit of shit, though. I was like, you know, like, I feel like really intimidated. You have this extremely funny, extremely hot person I've admired for a while now as like the other person on the show. Like, and I just, oh. I'm so, so. We lost ooh. us there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Was oh, it no, something oh, no. I said? No, I'm not still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, Sorry, no, I, I just like, there we go. Go. I got a weird notification. I was like, no, I'm, I have battery. Stop yelling at me, phone. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yells at me so much. Continue complimenting Alice. Yes. No, absolutely. I was like, you can't like you can't do that. Like, you know, like I was like, it was just me and Andrew at the beginning. And I was like, all right, we'll just dunk on the Oilers because chances are they're going to do something worth dunking on. And then he was like, actually, guess who I've got? <laughs> and I was like, um, OK, is it too late to back out now? But um, I, I feel really lucky because now I've had a chance to be on Game Over. With it's you. really nice to hang out with you. What a lovely treat. See? Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. And the fact is, everybody looks good compared to me running on like six hours sleep over the last 48 hours. And I mean, I'm just straight up like a like I'm dressed like a little bit like a hooker, but like it's literally to help my friend pick up tonight. So I'm doing the Lord's work. I agree. We're trying to get the cheerleader effect going and it takes like a lot of hot girls at once. Yeah, it takes some effort. It takes a little bit of effort. So I've 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 accurately hoarded up <laughs> andrew is someone who's been in a committed relationship for a long time are you learning stuff right now no i feel like i i know enough about that just from my wife's friends and all the chatting and stuff. i i i know girl things oh i'm very good i taught i my very i taught my friend this move the big thing you do to get some guy to come over is you ever heard of french girl eyes okay so you want some guy to come over to you. You like stare. You're like looking over him. And the second he looks over, you look down like you're shy. But then you slowly look up. But like, oh, my uh. am I a bad girl <laughs> for looking at you? And then he comes over and buys you a drink. And this is how I saved money all through my fucking early 20s. I didn't know that was, was just French like, girl eyes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Am I bad? <laughs> it does work, though. I will say that. It. It works so everybody wants you to be a little bit shy, but also kind of a pervert because um, they want to be in control. Aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott's commenting on the stream game over after dark. It is after Sorry. dark. Sorry. This is 
every time talking to me, like, I'm sorry, I toured a show about sex for a year and a half. You got to just know that this is what's going to happen. I mean, I feel like it's not just about hockey. Like people are getting an education from you. And I mean, even my entire hockey Twitter is like mostly horny. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Well, we haven't I'm even mentioned like, Leon Dreisaitl yet. Oh, well, how can his name be dry when he gets me that wet? Um, <laughs> I can't say I agree, but I support it. Oh, he's so attractive. Like, you know, like hockey players are like, okay, they're either very talented or very attractive. But Leon Dreisaitl is legitimately he's so hot. Oh, my God. If he walked into a bar, he'd be like, wetter than the titanic immediately like come on <laughs> i cheese louise he's okay he's, he's not ugly he's not just okay he's he is so fun all right I, i'm gonna google image this while you guys talk for a second oh he's, <laughs> he's very good looking let's see oh, some pictures oh, oh. Uh, how dare he how dare also, Andrew, you agree he's a babe right he's a good looking dude yeah he's up there like he uh, I feel like hockey players, the the top tier is not very high. They've taken too I many mean, high sticks like, to the I face. I think he's just like straight up regular person hot. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely regular person hot. Like he's not he's celebrity not hot. hot. He's yeah. regular person hot and also yeah. talented, which is very rare. This yes. is because usually a hockey player is like very talented, and you go, yeah, yeah, he's hot, but you're like, is he? If he was a fucking improv guy, would I like him? Probably not. I probably wouldn't talk to him unless he was really funny. So Andrew, what there, yeah, there's a picture of him in like in like a Have nice fun. wool coat. I like it. There is a photo of him from an Edmonton Oilers calendar where he has an owl on his arm. He's like looking at the owl, like yeah, girl. And they were like, whoa, do I want to be the owl? Oh my god, <laughs> sit on his I arm. Be- yeah, I want to sit on that owl. I want to sit on his arm and have him look at me like I'm majestic. Like that sounds amazing. He looks so way, happy too. Should I tag Brad Marchand when I? Put out this show and be like, one of the topics what is, your is Brad Marshall fan fiction. So my all my friends are comedians, and we have various running jokes. And one of the jokes we've had for like a decade was, "I marry Brad Marchand. And at my at my wedding, when the priest says, "Does anyone object?" Every guy I know stands up and yells for like ten straight minutes. Because <laughs> they're mad at them. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm sad, honestly, in my heart that that will never happen because I feel like y'all deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I hope he responds because sometimes he actually does read his mentions and especially, I mean, usually when people are trashing him, but uh, look, okay, be so like, you have to be clear, though. Like, I, Imagine if we I, manifest him actually doing it. Like he gets. I want to see the flash, the slash fiction. I do want to see it. So, like, yeah. phrase the tweet in such a way that we get what Alice asked for. Brad Marchand, if best. you watch this and you're like, I don't know how to write flash fiction. Look, I was a horny teen, so I can help you. <laughs> I will write your flash fiction for games to upset other players. I am happy to do that because I am was a horny teen who grew up to be a very horny woman. Um, so I'm equipped for the situation. Hold on, I'm looking up his salary. I feel like you could get a lot of money out of this. I feel like he's very good at writing horny hockey slash fiction that upsets players. I know you'd do it for free. I would. I would do it for no money. 
he's got an over six million cap hit. So I feel like you should get some money out of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, Definitely look, charge I him made, for it. I've made like improv money in the past. I know what no money is. So like kick me some dollars. <laughs> I'll write the horniest thing. I, I send it to garbage people all the time. Text. So let's go. Oh my god. All right. Uh should I talk about anything else from the game? I don't think so. No, no we've gone so away from the game. I, I got know. myself far enough away from the game that I'm not depressed anymore. So let's not talk about the game. <laughs> I mean, I'm down either way. Well, well, we'll probably wrap it up here pretty shortly because I know that Alice has to go because she has to help her friend. Gotta be I do have to get friend. somebody played tonight, and I shall get someone played tonight. <laughs> Oh my god! This entire show is just the bonk meme on repeat. Yes, I mean for sure. But that's that's okay, Alice's entire you know horny, Twitter. You know the horny jail bonk meme was started by like a close friend of mine. Really? Yeah, Monica Heisey, who wrote the horny jail, like the original horny jail tweet. Who's a writer? We are friends since we were like truly fourteen because we wow. are the same amount of horny and redheaded. <laughs> I get that meme a lot in my mentions for absolutely no reason at all. I don't think I deserve it, but it's good. It's good to know where it came from. It came from my friend Monica, who would be mad to know that people are having horniness weaponized against them by weird random people. She sh- would not stand for it as a horny redhead. We are the same. Oh my god! Amazing. All right, um, we'll probably close it up there because as much as I'm having fun, I don't want to keep Alice from her friend and I am also exhausted. So before we close things out, uh, first Laura and then Alice, tell everybody where to find your latest work. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at the active stick. I'm the co-host along with Scott Matla of locked on Canadians. You'll find us on Twitter at L O underscore Canadians. You can also subscribe to locked on Canadians, wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alice underscore Moran and tomorrow night I'm doing a stream on Twitch with my friends where we play through horny choose your own adventure games and they have been honestly a fucking nightmare (laughs) it definitely sounds like fun though for people watching honestly it's really fun but then you're like i can't believe i paid actual human dollars to go through this horny storyline where i didn't get eaten out this sucks (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god brad marchand should be on it you should invite brad marchand honestly brad marchand please come play horny choose your own adventures and tell me when i should try to get fucked I feel like he would have good insight as to oh when or when not a guy would eat me out. That would be That's... the most insane stream. Honestly, what a good time. Because Philippe, who was on the stream with me, is the world's biggest Leafs fan I have ever known. And he would That's be so there. angry the entire time that it would just, the energy would be, I feel like angry horny, which is my favorite energy. <laughs> I see it. Oh it's my God. aesthetic. Uh, a final note for Alice uh, a friend of ours uh, Kristen the mom says that there's a sticker of Leon Leon Dreisaitl with the owl on Redbubble look I have the calendar you already have you're good she's prepared (laughs) thanks both of you so much for joining me here tonight it was an absolute blast and thanks everybody for tuning in I think our next game is the last late game for the Montreal Canadiens this season in Vancouver at 10.30 p.m., which is going to suck. 
but we have Sam Chang on from the broadcast, so that's going to be amazing. So you're staying up super late for that one because you have to join me. Thanks, everyone, for joining me for this one. We'll see you then.